my neighbor who kind of saw about her said, hey, I think she's trying to dig to China. <laughs> and so we went back there and she had dug this massive cavity out. Thank you so much for joining us here on the essential podcast this is tommy barco with barco financial and today we're going to be talking about the joys benefits and even some trade-offs of owning pets and uh, we have a new puppy so we'll talk about that too so matt what's going on well i'm just curious how busy the uh, <laughs> puppy is keeping you dolly is her name i That's believe right. and she's keeping you busy yes so she's getting older and she's getting a little more destructive, a little more hyper, but it's been a lot of fun. It's been cool to be at home some with her these past few months. Of course, everything is getting back to some normalcy here now, but it's summertime, so the kids are home. They've been able to play with her, and it's probably perfect other than, you know, the global pandemic and shutting down the economy. (laughs) But being forced to be home was good for Dolly and our family. She's digging and chewing and doing all the things that puppies do. And for everybody that doesn't know, she was a Christmas present, so we've had her since Christmas, and yeah, she's been she's been fun. She's getting big. So what is the additional, outside of vaccinations, all the new puppy stuff, what's the additional destruction cost been, if you could put a dollar number on? <laughs> well, fortunately, we had an idea that we may be dealing with this, so... We resisted the urge to get anything new for the backyard, which is where she spends most of her time. And some of the things that she's messed up, we just, we haven't replaced. But we've lost a fair amount of shoes. And, you know, obviously anything that gets left outside (laughs) uh, or even with her alone inside is fair game to be destroyed completely. She likes to chew. Now, we were out of town some, and when we came home, my neighbor who kind of saw about her said, hey, I think she's trying to dig to China. <laughs> and so we went back there and she had dug this <laughs> massive cavity out kind of under the back patio. And uh, that did cost me some bags of concrete and a little bit of sweat to just kind of reinforce and repair that area to keep her out of it. So that had been interesting too. <laughs> Even got a pallet of sod and covered a lot of the dirt areas that she's prone to dig so there's some costs there a couple hundred bucks maybe i would say you're in at least for a hundred with that so how is daisy taking to the new puppy i know i've i see pictures all the time of you and dolly rolling around town (laughs) it seems like daisy's old news so how she's been taking the new yeah so she's an only child right and she was So she was uncomfortable with Dolly initially. She's obviously never shown any aggression, but she'd be kind of be laying by herself and Dolly come lay on her and she like gets up or moves, you know, and uh, gets back to having her own space. And you can just relate a little bit like, man, I just laid down here. What are you doing getting on me? But Dolly loves Daisy. She's always trying to get with her, be by her, follow her around. And so that's been encouraging and fun. Daisy has warmed up to her a fair amount. But hey, before anybody throws eggs at me here, (laughs) Dolly has been making extra trips to the vet. But Daisy has always been scared to ride in the car. And I think it's because at an early age, she only went to the vet in the car. 
And then when she was mm-hmm. a little older, we went a few places, but we really didn't take her around a lot. So I've just been trying to take Dolly anytime I run an errand or something like that. I try to take her to get her used to the car so that we don't have to deal with that when she gets a little older too. So there's a reason. And I think Daisy probably enjoys the, the free time <laughs> when uh, she's left home without Dolly too. <laughs> For sure. So. Well, let's jump into it, Tommy. Talking about some of the health benefits of owning a pet, whether it be a dog, I think it's the same for all pets because yeah. a lot of it has to do with isolation. So whether you're a cat person, turtles, bunnies, pigs, <laughs> um, surprisingly pigs are like a popular pet. I didn't know that, yeah. but why don't you dive into it? Yeah, for sure. So obviously there's a cost to owning a pet, so you want to consider that. But beyond that due diligence on your end, there are a lot of benefits, right? And some of this information literally came from the CDC, which we're all super familiar with right now. The studies continue to show that pet ownership has a lot of benefits. So straight from this study, we're seeing you know decreased blood pressure, cholesterol, triglycerides, obviously helps with socialization you have a companion somebody to spend some time with so that helps with loneliness and then it also increases opportunities to exercise you know you want to get out with the puppy and or the the pet and spend time with them taking care of them so being outside and exercising helps you in general and then there are just opportunities to socialize with other pet owners and share stories and let the pets interact and all kinds of things around that as well. Well, and one of the big factors too that I I really take advantage of is sort of the stress relief. You know, you come home, you're having a bad day or you're just maybe in a little bit of a funk, you're out of it, somebody cuts you off in traffic on the way home, whatever mm-hmm, it may be, mm-hmm. and you come home, they're waiting for you. Whether And you're able to, uh, in some cases, I talk to my dog, not too much, <laughs> but uh, ask him how their day was, all that good stuff that everybody does and really can cheer you up. The one thing, Tommy, that you did mention that I kind of want to go back to is you said in addition to the benefits outside of the cost, because we're concerned about costs, having a pet, of course, does not come out without the cost of time. Right. So one of the things that it can cut into and of course I feel guilty about is vacation Um, number one you've got to take your pet to either a friend or family member's house that wants to watch it or you have to take it to like a doggy daycare for a couple weeks and do all the boarding stuff yeah Um, the other thing is um, that I do occasionally miss not all the time because I wouldn't trade it for anything but is you still have to come home to let the dog out. At least I do, because it's an inside dog. Mm-hmm. So you do lose a little bit of that freedom, but I think the trade-offs far more are beneficial from even just you know a mental standpoint of having that extra person to talk to that is just a good listener and is enjoyable to be around 24-7. Yeah, you're absolutely right, man. It's, it's unique, the bond, there's unconditional joy. It makes that time and the financial costs and some of these things we've already talked about worth it for most people and you know hey they don't care what's going on in their world or what's going on in your world they're always excited to to see you to get some attention well and one of the things that i'm really excited about i don't know if you have looked at some of the animal shelter websites lately but 
there are obviously still a lot of dogs out there, mm-hmm. but there are less and less because I think what happened with the lockdown and everything else, I know we're all tired of talking about it and hearing about it and want it to be over, but has actually encouraged more people to go adopt pets. So I think that is a great sign because there's plenty of dogs, cats, and other animals that obviously need good homes. So I would say that's one of the um, byproducts of this whole situation that you know we found us in, which I think is a good thing if I'm looking at the glass half full. Yeah, and that can be a great way to get into pet ownership quickly and affordably. You know, we tried to time everything with Dolly and find a breeder and purchase her when she was the right age. They want a certain color and breed and have it for a certain holiday. And that's difficult because, you know, that, those things are difficult to time. They're things that are out of our control. But like you mentioned, the pet adoption centers uh, have tons of pets that need good homes. So you can go and take one home right then. So, Tommy, that segues nicely into, let's say, uh, you know, I listen to this podcast um, I've had pets or don't have any pets, but I want one now. What are some of the things, uh, either from a budget standpoint or from preparing the house or the kids, whatever it may be, um, what are some of those things that I should be looking at if I do want to adopt or get a dog? Yeah, perfect question. This may seem obvious, but as with anything new, you want to count the cost, literally, like what it's going to cost you and be able to budget for, prepare for, save for that the initial costs and the future costs and then time like you mentioned you know hey you you may not want an inside dog if you don't have the ability to or the flexibility or don't want to build into your life the flexibility to let that dog out throughout the day or what have you so the first step is to determine what type of pet dog cat whatever and there's a whole decision about the particular type of dog or cat that you would get as well but figure that out and then determine what that's going to cost you you know how do you obtain that maybe you don't have a preference for a specific breed or anything like that maybe you're able to go and and just adopt one like we just talked about but if you do determine you want this it doesn't shed or it, it only gets this big or it's you know male or female or this color narrow that down and then obviously count the cost determine what you need to spend what you need to save what it's going to cost to purchase that that may require a little research phone calls talk to breeders or figure out where you can get that and what it's going to cost you and and then i would recommend contacting the vet that you're going to use or if you don't know which one maybe call several and get some prices they usually have a package you know a new puppy package or a new kitty package whatever you're getting new pig package and make sure that you can find out what it's going to cost you over the course of a year for all the vaccinations and the treatments and whatever they're going to need from the vet for that first year and then you're going to have to budget for food costs right it's not a tremendous amount of money usually uh, much less expensive to feed a dog than it is to feed a child but it is an increased cost so you want to count that as part of your recurring purchases if you're going to have to do visits with groomers or baths and then the last thing I would mention is you want to determine where that dog's going to be, right? If it's going to be outside, then you need to prepare the, the area that the dog is going to be. You know, it's going to need somewhere it can be confined. You're going to need the, the crate or the kennel maybe. You're going to have to have the puppy pads, so you're going to have to prepare the area. If it's going to be inside, you know, maybe you need the puppy gate and you're going to keep it in a certain area of the home. 
So lots of things to consider about preparing the area, and there's going to probably be some costs with that as well. So think ahead, make a plan, get, get you a process, if you will, of how to set the stage to bring the, the little, little pet into your, into your world. Well, and just to pile onto that, Tommy, one of the places that's going to be your friend in all of this is akc.org. That's the American Kennel Club. And the reason I say that is if you know the type of puppy or maybe your kids have a certain type of puppy, for example, Tommy, you and I are um, lab owners, you can actually find what the nutrition is. For example, labs are uh, 100% prone to being potentially overweight because they will just eat and eat and eat and eat and throw up and then eat some more because they don't know any better. They're grooming. There's limited grooming, but there are some coat things you want to pay attention to. And then, so the AKC website has all this nutrition, grooming, exercise, training, health, what to look for. And so even if you are adopting, a lot of the times the agency will give you a best guess as to what type of breed Sometimes there are those funny stories where they say it's a chihuahua and it ends up being a Great Dane. Mm -hmm. Um, But you're going to be able to find out if the size and the type of dog that you're getting is a fit for your lifestyle. And I think that's something that sometimes people make the mistake of is you go out and you get uh, a Belgian Malinois, which is... Uh, we I call it the Maligator, <laughs> and it just needs to be exercised, and it is a 100% working dog that is primarily used by the military. So it doesn't mean it can't be a family-friendly dog. It just means that if you don't have the time or resources to give it the exercise it needs, it's probably not going to behave very well and be more destructive than you want it to be. So definitely akc.org, use that site to be able to find a breed that uh, definitely fits your lifestyle. Yeah, great advice, Matt. Uh, I think that's valuable and and a great way to wrap this up. So if you're excited about getting that new puppy, just push pause, pump the brakes, take a little time, do a little research, and that is a great tool. These All these details can be your friends and help for a long, happy, and enjoyable experience with you and the new pet. So thanks for tuning in, and if you do get a new pet or you have some stories to share, we'd love to hear them. Feel free to reach out. Until next time, keep it essential. Thanks for sticking around after the music. We just have a quick disclosure for you. Securities are offered through S.A. Stone Wealth Management, Inc., and advisory services are offered through S.A. Stone Investment Advisors, Inc.